What does it take to get beyond the damage of words? I'm Katrina Collier. Join me each week as I explore what it takes to step into a happier future. My guests are sharing their stories of when they realized that they needed help and what it took to take that first step so that you leave inspired and maybe even start on your own path to self-love, care, compassion, and of course, happiness. So without further ado, let's hear their stories. Fia Bardo, welcome to Beyond the Damage of Words podcast. I am not going to repeat what you just said before we came live on air because, oh my goodness, my goodness. Um, I am so excited to be the first person to be interviewing you as Thea Bardo. And I'm so excited to be here. How is that? I, I mean, know. How many years was it? Four? Four? Maybe? Oh, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Every time it's like years since I last spoke to someone. But the 2020s, they're just like blinking. Yet they feel really long at the same time. It's very, time is very strange. Anyway, let's get down to it. I think it's going to be dead obvious how you're going to answer this question. But what led you into realizing that you needed to seek some help? What what led to this point? Because obviously the podcast is all about getting beyond any of our traumas, neglect, whatever issues. Stop. It, it is, and I'm so excited to be answering a question like this. And listen, there's not one moment is the is the easy answer to that. <laughs> Um, but there's lots of little moments. I think yep. the, the big realization for me when I started really doing the work um, was when my body started to kind of reject reject who I was. It became yeah. so physical. And people are, I always tell the story, people are like, what, you, your body just gave up? And I was like, yeah. I literally was told by the doctors that there was nothing medically wrong with me at all but my body was shutting down and that was pretty powerful um and I do call it disease as in dis-ease don't they yeah you're in that a hundred percent and I think you have stories like this like these sensationalized stories and you think okay good for you um and then you go through it yeah mine was kind of like uh, a combination of burnout. I, ha- I had, um, yeah, I had to quit my job, and I really, my value of myself as a human mm-hmm. being was linked directly to how successful I was on the career ladder. Um, yeah, and I outside of yourself. Yeah, outside of myself, but also I really cared about my image. Mm-hmm and Mm -hmm. what other people thought of me and if I was liked and I very much was a projector I was a people pleaser yeah of all the work I've done on myself that is the one that is the hardest to get away you have to check yourself sometimes (laughs) like the power of knowing it's an absolute sign of trauma or some kind of neglect. Yeah. It literally is. If you are yeah. a people pleaser, there is some issue there you need to deal with. It's- and it's just, yeah, oh, my gosh, what if someone, if I say no to this or do that? Anyway. Yeah. The, the- well, also because there's the gaslighting that comes when you're you're being a people pleaser. So in my case, it was I was being a people pleaser to appease the narcissist. And, of course, the second I started trying to stick a boundary up, you're selfish, you're this, you're, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I was I the, the S word is one of my biggest triggers ever. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, I you you can't you can't have a career and look after yourself because you're selfish. But if you don't have a career and you look after others, then you should probably be more selfish. You can never oh, win. You can never oh, ever win. Can but yeah, I had this moment where the doctors were like, um, you should probably yeah, ooh, ooh. your body's kind of not loving whatever's going on in your head. Um and it was what did you say when they said your body is not loving what's going on in your head I was like well what are you going to do about it because the onus was not on me clearly I didn't I didn't have the issue obviously I'm thriving I'm thriving I've got a career I'm I'm smashing it like I'm physically fine denial 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 because it's so much easier isn't it and it's always like can you fix me please yeah, you do it. Give me a pill. Just put me back on the put me back in the workforce. Um, yeah. And that's that's often the thing that whenever I get hate towards who I am now as Thea, it's mm. often people I represent binaries being broken. Uh, I'm yeah. a trans non-binary um, business leader. For anyone who doesn't know me, yeah. um, and I dress very femme. I kind of exist in between traditional gender binaries and. That to some people is so triggering because yeah. what I'm doing just by walking down the street and batting my eyelashes is going, I'm being everything that I want to be. I'm not conforming. I'm not, I'm not doing the things that you are told as a kid. And as we both know, a lot of people's yeah. issues come from childhood. Yeah. Um, I I represent the anti of all of that. And it really brings up this rage and People don't know where it comes from. Like, I can walk down the street and see people physically shudder uh, just by me existing, oh. which makes me makes Do you think me. It dress- comes from a. <laughs> I'm trying to analyze this on the fly. Do you think it comes from like a, a, a? It's really odd. The word I'm thinking is like a jealousy that you can be 100% comfortable in your skin, and they're really not. Yeah. So they're projecting that it's lack of self-esteem and self-hate and. Uh-huh. All the stuff I used to feel, like I said before I came on, that I was so judgmental, and now I dislike people based on their behaviour. I literally don't care how they turn up. If they treat me like shit, they're gone, and I mean gone. There's no tolerance level on this human um, yep. <laughs> anymore. But the it's. Do you think it's that they walk around kind of going, yeah, and like wow, well, the- look, he's like, sh- I'm sorry, I just misgend. Mis- no, you're fine. You, but- that's how you do it. You, you move on. Yeah. <laughs> walks down the road, fully comfortable in their skin. Yeah, 100%. But to kind of, I'm not, I'm not going to make it like acceptable, but I'll give you a nugget of like the journey that I've been on. So that's where everything started, that the doctor's yep. going to me, your body's shutting down. Uh, it's probably do something about this. And me going, uh, no, you do something about this. <laughs> Pill, please. Fast forward, <laughs> yeah. Fast forward four years down the line, I've got my own recruitment business. I'm so you're still yeah. ignoring, ignoring, ignoring. Yeah, but I'm I'm happy in who I'm. And the me setting up the business, my gender journey has been linked directly to that. Yeah. I am I allowed to swear on gender journey? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna drop an f bomb. What I realised recently. Any sensitive ears, please shut them now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> My, what I realized recently was my, my business is mm-hmm. a big fuck you, mm-hmm. not just to the people that wrong me in the business world. It's a big F you to the people that told me I should act a certain way and B 
be this person that was their idea of who I should be, not who I wanted to be. It's an F you to the people at the tops of both the recruitment and the travel industry, like basically saying that everyone should look, talk and think like them. And it's an F you to say that you can be who you want to be in a business and thrive and be awesome if you look after yourself. So that's the difference. Even without the gender fluidity, it is amazing what they tell you your business should look like or could look like and all the way I've bent the rules and then you've just gone and gone and bent them even more I love it love it even more and that's how we get on because it's just like it takes look I'm not gonna sit here and lie it takes a lot of work which I know this podcast is about and it takes some really vulnerable moments and some moments where I'm not proud of how I've acted in certain moments Mm. And that self-reflection and that integrity and holding yourself accountable, but Mm. also knowing that you're going to F up a few times and you're going to choose the wrong way of handling something or the wrong way of doing something. Like, Mm. I think when I started looking at stuff as not, I was always had a mindset of forward, 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 up, 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 up. Second, I took a step back and went, make mistakes, be vulnerable, be authentic. As long as you lead with values and you're doing stuff for a why and Mm -hmm. doing it because there's certain things like especially in business and personal life there's things that you know I'll let that one slide like that's that's movable within an inch and there's some stuff that I'm like categorically yeah I am not budging on that that is one of my core values my bit of integrity and when I realized those two things and then started prioritizing me as a Mm. person I've yeah. been able to change oh my, my name last week. I've been able to yeah. see it's like the clouds. Have but you can't hear. I'm really sorry. Just can we, I just pause for one second. Yeah. Okay. With a minor interruption for my courier who cannot follow instructions. <laughs> unnamed delivery service. Um, I know, but I'm going to leave this in the podcast because I always think it's like really human. Where we all go through this. What was that buzzing in the background? Oh my God. <laughs> I once during lockdown did an Instagram live and my friends got me a t-shirt because I lost my mind when I gave instructions to one of my family members to not come in. And there's this soundbite of me going, mom, I'm on an Instagram live. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Lockdown was a great time, wasn't it? No, I know it was. No, something you said a minute ago that I really did want to dig back in is you said about mistakes. Yeah. And it's funny how you've learned that they're okay. I think when they're not okay is if you keep repeating them over and over and over and don't. So you made the mistake of um, hoping the doctors would help you. Four yeah. years later, that what changed? What made you reach out and get help? What so, made you actually yeah. get in contact with someone? I... I mean, two two things here. For anyone that doesn't know me, I've got I'm diagnosed with ADHD. Um, I have gone dipped in and out of therapy throughout my life. I've always suffered mm-hmm. with depression and anxiety, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. kind of manageable levels. Um, and I don't. I've never been like a take a pill and fix it kind of person. Yeah. Um, I remember I was probably six months into this business. I had this like it's like a motor in my chest and. I kind of lost, not consciousness, I was already there, but yeah. I wasn't someone else to drive my body. Um, gotcha. 
And I left the house and I went and talked to this poor person in the co-op by my flat, <laughs> um, probably for about an hour and a half. And then eventually the store manager came over and were like, um, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> and you went, no. <laughs> no, I don't think I am okay. Um, and, and that basically turned out to be um, my brain had taken on too much. Um, right. The ADHD just came out. Um, and I had, yeah, got diagnosed very quickly, which is great. Yeah. But sometimes even getting diagnosed or knowing what the problem is, is not, mm. it's the easiest part. You then have to yeah. do work. Doing the work is the key thing. If anyone listening to this yeah. podcast. So who have, have you been work. doing, who are you doing the work with? Is it like a therapist or is it a coach? Is it a, what, what have you found that's helped you? So two things. Because obviously there's so much out there. So much out there. And the biggest thing for me is try things that work for you do not read do not just go this is a one size fits all it's like management yeah it's management it's like you can't manage people as a block you have to individually assess what your needs are others needs are your lifestyle everything so I did a lot of research saw a lot of people that said get in an ice bath and um have cold showers and do deep breathing no like that doesn't yeah no like not for me, hon. Thanks so much. Hello. Um, try. I do. I, I do have people who've been on this podcast who do like doing that, and I just don't. No. It, 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 that is exactly what you're saying. It's like find the thing for you. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, I'll be honest. I'm still on that journey. Like the yeah. biggest thing for me was really learning. I was trying to find the solution, and mm-hmm. it was. I took a step, and I was getting really frustrated because nothing was working, and. Self-medicating, drugs, alcohol, the lot, you name it. We've all done it. Uh, well, yeah. We, we all have done it. But Numbing, <laughs> avoiding. podcast probably has. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's, that, it's you, you're avoiding. And I talk about this in my book, which is about numbing. Like, yeah. That, oh and, and you can do it in lots of ways. I mean, if you've seen the trauma tree, you can exercise or you can have a food addiction or you can have a love addiction Thank or God. a sex addiction. Like there's Thank so God. many different ways to numb yeah, yeah. I've it all. I've been a six time, like six times to the week gym person. I've done the healthy eating. Yeah. I've done the spirituality. I've done the mindfulness. I've done just yeah. one, one fad to the, well, not fad. It works for people, but one, yeah, one obsession to the next, which is ADHD. Yes. In itself. Um, mm. What worked for me was taking the step back and really writing stuff down. I love writing. I love reading. Yes. All can. Yeah. Stuff that in this modern age, we don't get to do as much as we want to. Um, yeah. And I love old school. I love a little book, little turn in the page, yeah. little, little bookmark. Lovely. Love a nice notebook. I was the kid at school that was always the one that was really <laughs> excited when we got to the end of the museum and we get to go to the gift shop. Oh, me in a gift Hate shop. Books. Love it. <laughs> so no you, do, you, do, you, do you free write? Do you have a system for your, your I mean, some call it journaling, don't they? I call yeah, it venting. I can't commit to a journaling and then I get annoyed. No. I can't commit to daily writing down. So what I found that works I don't for me, do it. It doesn't work no, for me. And it's, it's the commitment. I need something where I can dip in, mm-hmm. dip out, but I feel accountable. Yeah. But I don't feel rubbish if I haven't done it. Um, and what I do is, two, well, two methods. One is I'll email myself something um, to that, so then I can address it later if I don't have time to do it. But okay, I like recommend that. anyone that has ADHD or anyone that has intrusive thoughts... Yeah. Carry a little notebook around, a little pen. Yeah. Always go on. And just feel that feeling, feel it, 
don't mm. deny yourself that feeling feel it yeah feel your it. feelings are valid um yes. and then write down what you were feeling in that moment and what triggered it and over yeah. a month a week a year you're going to start seeing repetitive behavior whether you mm. want to see it or not that book is holding you accountable af yeah. and i yeah. started seeing what my triggers were and i went okay, you're an extroverted introvert that has social anxiety. Mm -hmm. Anytime yeah. you're going to an event or need to be present or seen, you're freaking out, um, even though you're the life and soul of the party, to get yeah. there, putting yourself through this hellscape. Um, mm. You want to save everyone constantly. Um, you are trying to right the wrongs of people that wronged you when you can't save everyone. And actually, you're causing other people... <laughs> problems by trying to solve theirs did, when did you realize that what you were saying in that thread was that you needed to save yourself I only probably realized that about a year ago um my how my, has life changed since you realized it's been a lot it's been a lot and I don't want to say it's gone from like down on the floor to rosy like I mean so anyone that's listening to this podcast that, that doesn't know me so I reintroduced myself to the world a week ago um as the Bardot. I changed my name by Deepol. My friends had a lovely little Loved name it. change party at the weekend, which is so cool. What and you didn't invite me, how rude. <sighs> it, was, it was a three person event. Um so you know it's exclusive. Zoomed me in. <laughs> <laughs> um, how wonderful. Yeah, but even then like when I when I I didn't plan on reintroducing myself to the world. I didn't tell my communications yeah. agency, I didn't tell my PR agency, I didn't tell my social media team. There was nothing done, which is very unlike me because a lot of stuff is done with marketing or yeah. brand, whatever. And I did this and I felt so happy. It just felt right. Um, I'd been sitting on the name for a while, but yeah. I was becoming increasingly annoyed about wanting to be seen but not being able to be seen. And then ironically... Mm -hmm. The last week is probably the hardest week of this journey that I've been on um, as a trans non-binary person because I spent all this time annoyed that people are misgendering me or just think I'm doing this retention or there's like yeah. so much rubbish thrown at you. Yeah. Um, and although I was on this journey, I still never felt like I belonged. Um, one thing I always said to my therapist was, and I'm on HRT, by the way, which is hormone replacement therapy. Yeah. Um, because I've always said... There's an element of spirituality. There's an element of like mindfulness, but it's also mm -hmm. science involved in a lot of this. And yes. it always felt like my brain and my body were two different entities. And mm -hmm. no matter how hard I tried, my brain was lacking something. Um, mm -hmm. Not IQ before anyone says it. Um, my, brain was, <laughs> my brain was lacking something. Nobody listening to this would be that rude. No. <laughs> um, and, and I was like, so I what, how was the switch? So is you estrogen, progesterone? Yeah, so I'm on estrogen at the moment. Um, starting progesterone next week, which is really exciting. And um, how do how do you feel in your body now? You that you've got this hormone that you've obviously been craving. This was it, right? So I started doing this on the 20th of January, um, right. and I had no expectations in terms of body changing. For yeah. me, it wasn't that. It was that okay. I wanted to feel whole and present. And I, okay. I was saying to my therapist, and I've got a gender therapist and mm. an emotional therapist. Head therapist, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I said to her, I've always felt like I've been sat, I could be having a conversation with you right now. 
And I, I felt like there was cellophane in front of my face. I couldn't push through. felt like somebody else's body was there. And I was a spectator of my own life. And I took it. Yeah. And I started taking estrogen and um, hormone blockers, testosterone blockers. And I felt rubbish for about a month. I was like, this isn't going to work. Like, I'm the one. You know, the little devil on his shoulder starts going. And then the changes started happening. And it was like I could smell the world. I could see yeah. it through different eyes. I, like, my emotions came through. I had always, like, wanted to cry but couldn't. I just, the world just felt softer. It just felt, I just felt myself. And as I've, like, I'm six months down the line now, and I've started having these physical changes, which is amazing. And yeah. we've got some growth in areas that I didn't know how I would feel about. And now I love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's that's still waiting about. for mine, by the way. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was that delivery downstairs. That's what was coming through. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Do you know? I'm going to say something that I I didn't plan to say. So, but no. I'm hearing you saying that, and I think of the estrogen and the changes it's having, and then I think about how ridiculous the ignorant some of the people are about gender neutral toilets. I'm just like, you're so naive. Just look at what the hormones do. Please just Google what the hormones do. I don't even want to waste your energy talking about that. Really? I'm not wasting my energy talking about that. But all, all you no, need to and I just, how... but I just like. <laughs> all you so need what's... to know how awful that is or, or how ridiculous that is, is look oh. at the recent coverage of trans women being tr- uh, banned from chest ornaments. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm saying. Just Google it if you don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> from chest tournaments. Okay. So, What's next? What's next? So, I mean, obviously you did get to that point and you didn't, no. did you have trepid, you didn't have trepidation when you finally just actually, you sat in the cop and you went, I need help. Yeah. What about to people who hesitate? What would you say to them? Because the whole point of this podcast is I think people get to the point they need, know they need help. Yeah. But that yeah. one step, like that actually calling someone, phone I, a friend. Yeah. Actually, phone a friend, phone a specialist. Um, <laughs> what? How'd you get through that? Yeah, I mean, I think the last thing I, I, I'll, I'll say about being visible, right? So I've, I've yeah. gone, You've I've gone this, on this journey. I'm now, I've always been visible, but I've never been visible as me. I didn't know, I yeah. still don't know fully who Leobardo yes. is. You didn't finish help. your story about this last week, by the way. Yeah. You're all good. You're all good. And then, but no, we I want to hear it. What happened? Yeah. Wait, so we, we, I want to know. I knew we'd go off on tangents. It's hard to believe, isn't it? <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, this last week has been, there has been so much to deal with because mm. I felt so loved and so seen for the first time. And then ironically wanted to do this and crawl under a rock and not be seen because I've been fighting whether yeah. like I knew or not to be this person and be who I am. Yeah. And then suddenly there's just this outpouring of love and acceptance. And mm-hmm. again, we go back to childhood trauma, triggered. Yeah. What um, do I do with that? I what do I do to... with all this love? What's this? <laughs> am I worthy of receiving this love? Like, what is this love? Yeah. Like I was almost like trying yeah. to find the hay. 
Um, Actually, you, you remind me of something Glenn Martin always says to me, because you really don't like a compliment, do you? You just won't take it. I'm like, yeah, no. Because I, I, it's not that I don't believe it. Mm. As I probably do believe it, but it's, it's, I probably know. Like I feel really confident in my skin. I've done 12 years of work, right? I'm very happy with who I am as a human. I have my moments. I trigger like you do. But it's not believing the words because it was damaged by words. So when people, so that would, that, it is hard and it's very hard for someone who hasn't been through emotional abuse or childhood abuse to understand that actually accepting a full on abundance in any way, shape or form, actually, you're talking about love, but it could be health. It could be money. It could be whatever. It's hard. That is a journey in itself. So hard. It's so hard. And it's, I have exactly the same thing as you, compliment, no, to plus on yeah. what you said, uh, really massively <laughs> is, and again, this is my neurodiverse brain sometimes, but understanding norms with it when it comes to like birthdays or mm. these things that you're told you're meant to celebrate. And I'm like, but why? I haven't done anything. Like yeah. I, need, I need to have done something for this attention. Like I don't want wow. this warranted. And then, yeah, my therapist was like, um, maybe you should just let people celebrate you because a birthday isn't actually ironically for you. It's for other people to celebrate. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then that bit of advice actually is what got me through this last week because yeah. it wasn't about me. The problem I had wasn't with me. It was with people celebrating me. And I was like, well, this is just who I am. Why like, I haven't done it. Yeah. Like, and then I, it took me a while to get there. But yeah, yeah in terms but that's of- probably your area to focus on, isn't it? As you go through the next stages is the, you know, why do I think I need to do something to be celebrated? Why do I need to do um, something? There's, and it'll have been planted, guaranteed somebody said something at some point. Of course. So anyway, we have, we have, I'm very conscious of your room. We're good. If someone tries to come in, very scary. <laughs> that's okay. But what what are your thoughts? Like if someone's listening to this and they're like, they're not taking a step for whatever reason. What's your piece of advice to them? Like, how do you feel now you've taken a step? Yeah, I guess the best bit of advice, and these aren't my words, so I don't want I don't want to be quoted on this. I think I can't remember. I think it was Elliot. Yeah, Page. said. <laughs> in your book, Elliot Page's words. <laughs> yeah, in your book, I think it was Elliot Page who is a trans um, actor activist. Um, yeah, and he was saying that a lot of the fear that we have about mm-hmm. being seen yeah. is actually other people's fear that's projected onto us. Yes. Yet we as human beings carry that. And yeah. you can start carrying that from childhood and you can carry it. And that bag, you put a rock in your bag, that bag gets heavier and heavier yeah. and heavier. Before you know it, you're carrying, you don't, that's not yours to carry, put it down. and that's why when I hear people talking about their journeys they're like I feel so much lighter I feel like it's a weight off my shoulder and I'm a visual person when I took that backpack off and I pushed it down the hill that I was walking up I just went oh thank you thank you (laughs) and I have to to this day still go what is is it me talking is it my inner dialogue talking or is it some stuff that has been hardwired into my brain from childhood. Yeah. Is it something and I read? Which I'd like to rewire. It doesn't need yeah. to speak like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and is it a podcast? Is it something someone else said? Mm. 
our brains are always looking out for these negative things and to find reasons to not work ourselves like it's about changing your perception to going Mm. what if not what if not what if in a bad way but what if in a good way what if I looked inside yeah it's going to be a bit of a struggle and there's going to be tears but what if you realize that the thing that you are sat here listening to this podcast now going Mm. I don't like this about myself. I've been told by people. It's you're, the thing that's the chip on your shoulder. That thing that you're thinking of right now listening to it mightn't be yours. It might not be yours, but also mm. it might be the thing that makes you bloody amazing. It yes. might be that thing that if you mm. open that door up and you change your perception and you look inwards yeah. at yourself, that thing mm. that you are so insecure about right now could yeah. be your superpower it mm. could be the thing that if you go and ask your friends like and this is a great technique by the way if you yeah. want to know people's perception of you and they want and you need some love go yeah. and ask three friends to write down all the things they like about you and see what they come back with that is the first step to being vulnerable it's what it's one of the things I yes do. Um, yes and love that I guarantee they all say the thing that you've got in your head right now that you think mm. is the worst thing about you or the thing that you need to change. I guarantee it. Amazing. And that will be, that was, if anyone's struggling, that little tip I gave there would be the first thing I would say go and do. I love and that. If you are gonna always, always make sure you're in a safe space. You might yeah. not be able to be who you are from a safe perspective, whether the country you're in, the environment yes. you're in. I think it's so important. People always preach, go do this, live your life, be your journey. Some people, that's privilege. And I recognize my privilege. We have privilege. We have privilege. I recognize that. Yeah. Um, make sure that, that you are safe to be able to make these yeah. decisions. Um, or you're in a safe mental capacity to be able to Head do space. that. Yeah. Seek out help, both from community community will mm. always be there like the trans community yeah. for me is a, 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 like I've made, met these amazing people that yeah I some of them I've not even met in real life and yet the kindness and the love and the empathy mm. from people that there's no judgment um but it's, also it's finding your tribe isn't it that have been through similar that can help you not yeah. to keep to hold you in the victim to to move you forward and to help you and support you and love you and yeah, it's the community. It's always the community. Mm. And I think some more advice I would give is I've tried therapists um, throughout my life. And sometimes I thought I was the problem because um, I'm like, I can't connect to this person. Look, yes. choose your therapist. Like, yeah. don't be afraid to have a session with someone and go, loves you, but absolutely not for me. Yeah. Like, people feel like they owe this debt to, to getting the service it's more important to spend time like finding the right therapist than it is exactly. to find the right manager or employee <laughs> like yeah I talk about that actually in my book as well with that um it's I mean referrals are a great way to find somebody but you're absolutely right they mightn't resonate with you yeah so, yeah well I think that is the perfect note to end on thank you you are so amazing oh sorry that was a compliment Um, (laughs) your vulnerability and your openness there you go that's not about you they're about qualities of you um I I just genuinely genuinely appreciate it if people want to get in touch with you where is the best way to find you now 
on LinkedIn. LinkedIn yes. is your they um, are better. They're, they're, and just I'm I'm saying it as many times as possible. It's just I'm so excited to get to yeah, your yeah, and this is this is an online exclusive, the first interview I've done as <laughs> the Bardot. <laughs> I know. I'm so honored. Um and also mention the podcast so that you don't kind of go, huh? Who are you? absolutely absolutely. oh that was incredible thank you so much pleasure thank you for tuning in to beyond the damage of words how brave how vulnerable all to inspire listeners like you to take a step or inspire others to take a step imagine what healing we could create if we normalize this conversation so please pass this on and of course subscribe so we can do just that Until next time, thank you.